All right, folks, hockey fans in the desert southwest, it's another podcast. It's podcast number two of the 2018 Desert Hockey Classic. We're here at Gila River Arena. Today is preview day, folks. We had a chance to see all four of the teams. We saw ASU actually last night at Oceanside. Had a chance to see UMD, Clarkson, and uh, Minnesota State all practice. I got my my co-host with me. I got Paul Hornstein sitting in again for Tom Callahan and and. First of all, Paul, I'm glad that you were able to make a trip out here because we had a New York team come out here, and I needed some New York connections. What do you think? <laughs> well, it's funny because I'm listening to them as we ask the questions. What was your trip like to get out here? And, and I'm sitting there, well, you know, it's, it was, it's really cold there, and I'm, like, and I'm trying to say to myself, yeah, I know, I was there, but, you know, that's not there. Any, how, why would they know, and how would they know? Right. Um, uh, we, uh, like I said, I was promised 75 degrees, too, and I haven't seen it, so... <laughs> Uh, I'm going to have to talk to the management and see about getting a, a refund or something. Governor Ducey, are you listening? Uh, <laughs> as, we, as we sit here at Gila River and we, uh, we talk, we've got some great previews coming up. So bear with us. Stick with us for the whole, whole broadcast because you're going to see all four coaches. You're going to see several captains of each team. You're going to see all four of probably the best goaltenders in uh, college hockey right now all at one place right here at Gila River Arena. Uh, before we uh, throw it into our first interviews with the, uh, the guys from Minnesota Duluth, let's talk a little bit about some of our sponsors. We've got, we've got a group of them. We'll start with our presenting sponsor, of course, is uh, the College Bar and Grill. College Bar and Grill, ASU owned and operated at 502 South College Avenue. Uh, it's a beautiful location. We were there last night. Um, none of that stuff, that any of that stuff in that building was there when I was here 20-plus years ago. And it was really a tremendous place. It's beautiful. Go. The food is delicious. You'll love it. And then, of course, we've got our uh, other sponsors that have jumped on board to help us make this presentation, which is a long one. It's a whole weekend, six podcasts. So go ahead and throw out the rest of the names of uh, everybody that jumped on board to help us out. All right. Well, Behind the Mask uh, with three locations in Scottsdale, Gilbert, and Peoria. Now, it caters to the goalies all over the valley, but... You get the rest of your hockey needs taken care of there as well. Uh, these podcasts are also brought to you by OxyPow, uh, Super Embroidery and Screen Printing, Peoria Ford, the Kozak Cut Goalie Stick, uh, Lift, and the Devil's Hockey Shop at Oceanside Arena. So we've got a group of sponsors. We've got a group of hockey players. We've got a group of coaches. All we need now are fans, correct? Uh, well, hopefully they'll be here tomorrow for those first games because – there are going to be four really good games in this tournament, regardless of who you root for. If you're a hockey fan, you've got uh, Minnesota State and Duluth in that first game. Uh, both of those teams, for the most part during the season, were ranked in the top five, uh, even though uh, Minnesota State got beat in a couple of games this past uh, their past series by Bowling Green. So they dropped down a little bit. ASU was ranked as high as they've ever been ranked at 13 in the four short years of the program are actually three and a half at this point right uh and clarkson's also in the top 20 so you're getting four good teams four excellent goalies and you're going to see four excellent hockey games and i can't wait well let's throw it back we're going to uh come back right in a few minutes and we're going to uh visit with the uh, folks from the university of minnesota duluth all right Behind the Mask Hockey Shop, celebrating 25 years of exceptional service to the Arizona hockey community. Offering the top brands and an educated staff of hockey players to help you choose the right gear for you. Visit any one of our three Valley locations or check us out online at BehindTheMask.com. 
All right, welcome in to another edition of College Hockey Southwest Weekly. I've got a new guest here for the podcast, the webcast, but he's an old friend. I've seen him uh, a number of years ago when the Fargo Force became the Fargo Force, yep. Jason Herter. Jason, the associate head coach now at the University of Minnesota Duluth. So first of all, welcome to the Desert Southwest. It's beautiful down here. It's uh, nice. We just had a huge snowstorm back in Minneapolis area, so it's nice to come down. It's, I know it's not as warm as right. everyone's used to down here, but it's sure nice for us. Well, it's not my fault. I ordered 75 degrees and sunny, so... We're blaming on somebody else, okay? You know what? Just warm enough is good. I don't need it too hot for our guys. <laughs> well, it's a desert classic yep. right here at Gila River Arena in beautiful Glendale, Arizona. You guys get to get out of the cold for a little bit, come down here. Talk a little bit about the trip and what it's like coming down here and what you expect out of your team uh, this weekend. Well, it, you never know what to expect after I think we had uh, eight days off. You know, over Christmas, but I can tell you that our guys are excited to be here. We had a, a long day of travel, but we, we left our, our, our place at 3 p.m. in the afternoon, so it's not like we got up at 5 a.m. Right. So we got in, it was pretty late, Guys got guys fed, and, and today we were up here ready to practice, and, and the guys did a good job. Good. So you lost a couple of guys, and yep. you lost your head coach to uh, the World Juniors. They came out with a 2-1 victory I saw last night. But yep. tell me what it's like to have to uh, reload the, uh, the roster a little bit, losing talent like that. Well, it's definitely hard, especially, uh, you know, it's, 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 it's hard, especially on defense. Yeah. You know, I obviously know what Kate's up front is one of our bigger stars, but I can tell you that uh, on, on defense, but I think, you know, with, uh, with the new rules of being able to dress uh, an extra player, we've been dressing extra defensemen every game to give them shifts, and um, we've lost a couple defensemen during the game over the course of the year, which those young kids got a chance to play, and our way we go about this is we recruited those kids for a reason. Right. You know, they can all play. Um, how much they play their freshman year depends on who's in and out of the lineup and injuries and so forth. But they've all done a really good job. Where There's a huge challenge going up against a, a big, strong, fast, skilled team like Mankato. But you know what? It's up to the kids to, to rise to the challenge, and I'm excited for tomorrow. So talk about those guys that you don't have just yeah. briefly and, and the seasons that they've been having. Obviously, they're, they're on that World Junior team because they're good players. But yeah. talk about them as people and what they've done for your program. Well, first of all, talk about people. Like uh, one of the biggest compliments you get as a coach is, is when you get uh, a letter from the airline or the hotel or the restaurant you ate at, commending you on on how your kids act right uh, out in public. And I know that when those two boys, three boys, went up for World Junior tryouts, I do believe it was in Kamloops this summer. I, I got a call from Mike Hastings, uh, Mankato's coach, who's the head coach for World Junior team. Sure. And the first thing he mentioned is how great of kids we are. They, they're, they're they're returning players from last year's World Junior team. They're the last guys off the ice picking up pucks, they're, they're helping in the dressing room, they're packing the bus and they're doing extra and, and he said you guys got great kids and that was a huge compliment. So you're down here now without, without them but obviously coming off a national championship run I know I was told that you guys were rebuilding last year and, and if rebuilding means a national championship keep rebuilding right? Well, you know what? It was funny. We you have that many young players. I think we well, our whole decor was all first year kids that had two or three years of junior eligibility left, and and that's what we had. And uh, the the key to that, in my opinion, is don't overcoach them. Uh, right. They're going to make mistakes. You guys got to open the door, kick them in the butt, send them back out there after mistake, after mistake, after mistake, and just let them play through some of that stuff. And I learned a lot from that last year. Is you know, you sit on the bench, you watch video, and video doesn't lie, and you could nitpick things to the extent of you could tell someone every shift that they're doing something wrong. Sure. And I just go back to my days as a player, and 
I've had coaches like that, and it didn't make for a great experience. Right. And I think that uh, we learned from that, and we let those kids play. And, and when they'd come in to watch video, we, it wasn't all the negative stuff. Is here's what you did great. Continue this. Here's what you got a few things to work on. And you can't give them a big list of right. things to work on. It's it's here's let's work on this this week. And over time, it it happened that uh, it, I guess timing is everything. It, the right. end of the year is when we played our best hockey. Well. Four great teams in this tournament. We, oh, yeah. uh, you know, I was looking back to see if I could find one that had this many great teams at holiday time. I don't know if I have, but um, I'm sure there's been one somewhere along the line. But let's talk a little bit about the goaltenders uh, just briefly when we yeah. wrap things up. But you've got a great one, another hunter. We stole one of your hunters down <laughs> here to the to <laughs> Tucson Roadrunners and the Coyotes. So now you got Hunter Shepard, and he stepped right in last year and, and did everything you asked him to do, right? You know, when, when Hunter Miska left... Uh, we were kind of in a spot where we had two solid B-plus goalies right. after Hunter left. And, and Hunter didn't start great for us either. All three of those guys were fighting for the number one job. Right. And finally, we couldn't decide. We are like, let's just let Hunter roll with it and see how it goes when, when a kid gets to play back-to-back games, even if he struggles the first game. Right. And Hunter got into a groove, and he did great for us. And the same thing happened with Hunter Shepard. You know, him and Nick Deary were still back, both those B-plus yeah, goalies, right? right? So um, we let them play through some stuff. And lo and behold, we said, okay, let's just go with Hunter Shepard. And he got some games back-to-back and went through some tough stretches and some great stretches. And, and next thing you know, Hunter emerges as a, a great goalie. So we've learned a lot about how to coach our goalies as well. And if you recruit the right kids and who you think can play, you just got to let them play. So you're facing uh, Minnesota State you're yeah. familiar with them you well, know you know everything inside and out so what do you have to do to get a win on Friday night well we have to limit their scoring chances they're they're an older team they're strong they're heavy I know they're they're upset after the weekend they had in yeah. Bowling Green and watching that game I think Bowling Green smothered them a little bit uh, we don't our team build makeup isn't that way right so I think we're going to have to play with speed and keep the puck moving and make them defend more than they want to defend and you know limit their scoring chances Jason Herder, I appreciate your time, and uh, good luck this weekend. And again, welcome back to the Desert Southwest. Thank you. In today's odor elimination, sanitizing, and deodorizing market, air spaces and fabrics are treated with very aggressive, highly toxic, and often very dangerous but cheap chemical-based solutions. These chemicals have harmful residues and pollutants that can impact your health and the well-being of those around you. This is the bad news. The good news is there's something better. That something is OxyPal. OxyPal is a fast-growing company based in Phoenix, Arizona, with franchises opening across North America. OxyPal has developed a way to eliminate, not mask or disguise, all organic-based odors in any airspace or on any fabric surface with ozone, also called trioxygen. Ozone is present in the atmosphere, and it is what protects our planet, our environment, and every living thing on Earth. Through years of research and development, OxyPal has perfected a way to harness and apply this powerful solution to purify airspaces and fabric surfaces safely and effectively, eliminating all organic bacteria, viruses, mold, fungi, and allergens on the molecular level. OxyPal has designed and perfected many next-generation and evolutionary alternative products and services safe for people, pets, and our planet. The solutions offered by OxyPal are stronger, safer, non-toxic, and a great value. Visit our website and online store today at www.oxypal.com. On our website, you can make a service appointment 
buy products, or learn more about us and our great franchising opportunities. All right, it's another edition of College Hockey Southwest Weekly. I've got a Bulldog with me, former Bulldog. I've got the captain of this year's team, uh, Parker McKay. Parker, welcome in. Thanks for having me. So you made the trip down here to, uh, to Arizona. You've been down here before? No, I can't say I have. <clears throat> I ordered 75 degrees and sunny. Sorry, I got it yeah. off by a little bit, but your coach anyway. told me that he didn't mind it being <laughs> no. a little cooler for you guys. Not at all. As long as it's not 12 degrees or lower, <laughs> we're good. <laughs> so, so what were you thinking when you guys found out that you were coming to Arizona to play hockey? Um, when I originally found out that Arizona had a Div 1 team, I always like wanted to have a trip out here. So it's, it's definitely cool to be able to finish my senior year off with a trip out here, no question. Right, absolutely. And you've probably been following along. The Sun Devils are having a pretty good season, ranked number 15. And uh, you've got four really good teams this, we- this weekend. But tell me a little bit about what you expect out of your opponent on Friday night with uh, Minnesota State. You've seen them a lot? Yeah, um, we're pretty familiar with them. Um, we respect them a lot. They play a hard game. They play physical and fast. So we're going to have to prepare for that and be able to challenge them. Um, likewise, I think I think we, we have a good team and we're able to play our matchups well against them. So it's, it's going to be a fun game and I look forward to it. So you guys just had a chance to skate out here on the Gila River Ice. What did you think of it? It was good. Very good. Um, a lot faster than I thought it was going to be. Usually I've heard from other guys that out west maybe sometimes with the climate and stuff like that it's a little warmer the ice is a little soft but no it was very it was very good <clears throat> so let's talk a little bit about some of the guys you're missing you got uh, three guys with the world junior team and i know that's a little bit of adjustment for not only that but you got your coach gone too so how are you as a captain adjusting to that uh those missing links uh, yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting. I think we're going to need some guys to step up. So um, I think that they'll take that challenge and run with it, hopefully. Um, with our head coach gone, I think that we just all need to be able to uh, <clears throat> adjust to that. It's it's going to be a little it'll it'll be a little different because we haven't had him gone for a game either. So um, I think it'll be interesting, but I think that we're going to be able to battle with it. Now, for those that have been under a rock for maybe a long time, don't realize you guys are the defending national champions. And I was told you were rebuilding last year. So if you rebuild and win a national championship, what do you do in year two? I guess just trying to win another one. The expectations were high from the start. Um, we're going to have to focus on continuing to get more consistent throughout the year and as the year goes on. And then when it gets to the regional tournament, anything can happen, as we showed last year. What was that experience like? And at UMD, it's a it's a normal trip into the tournament every year. But what was it like to to get to that point, win that championship game, and then carry that on to this year? Um, it's been different challenges. Uh, this year was a little more of just trying to stay consistent, not get too complacent from day to day. Um, we're gonna have to focus on continuing to do that throughout the second half. And you were telling me off camera that you got some friends here uh, at the Arizona State team. So give us a little rundown about the Spruce Grove guys. <laughs> uh, they're fun. They were good buddies of mine. I, I lived with Tyler Bush my last year in Spruce Grove. So, or no, sorry, my second year. So we we're pretty familiar with each other. And then Dylan Holman uh, is also a great guy. So if we do end up matching up against them, it'll be a lot of fun. So were you expecting that when you came down here that you might end up matching up against those guys? Uh, yeah, I mean, obviously anything's possible, so um, I guess we just got to worry about Friday night, but it'll be fun if that happens on Saturday. So I'm going to give you a question. You hadn't been to Arizona before. What was the first thing you wanted to do when you got here? What was the first thing that shocked you <laughs> about this state? <laughs> Honestly, we wanted to eat. <laughs> we were all pretty hungry coming right? off the plane, so we went and grabbed a bite, but no, it's it's... It's going to be fun. I think the atmosphere is unbelievable. Uh, the palm trees were honestly pretty surreal, to be to be quite honest. I think uh, the walk over here, just the Christmas atmosphere, too. They got the lights set up, so it was a pretty cool atmosphere when we first got in. 
Parker, I appreciate your time. Good luck this weekend and uh, Spruce Grove. Yep. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, welcome in to College Hockey Southwest Weekly. We're still talking preview of the Desert Hockey Classic. I brought another Bulldog in with me. As a Bulldog alum, 1984 for All me, right. I got to keep bringing them in. There so go, yeah. we may run over with these guys. But but um, we're talking defensemen, right? Yep. And we have a wolf. That's right. So what's the first name? Uh, Nick. Nick Wolf. Yep. It's all... That's a great name to play defense, isn't it? Oh, yeah. It's uh, with two Fs <laughs> instead of one, though. <laughs> so tell me a little bit about Nick Wolf and where you grew up and what brought you to Minnesota Duluth. Uh, I'm originally from Egan, Minnesota. It's just about 10 minutes south of the cities. Uh, bring me to Duluth. My parents were originally from Duluth, okay. so uh, they both went to UMD, and uh, I have a lot of family from there. So it was my number one choice, and I didn't think anything, uh, anything of it after I committed. <laughs> So when I went there way back in the early 80s, the campus drew me in because of the opportunity to stay inside almost all the time in the wintertime. But now you guys have this beautiful arena, the Amsoil Arena downtown. And, and what's it like to go down there and play in there and the fans that you guys have at, at Minnesota Duluth? Oh, it's awesome. Um, like you said, it's a stay-of-the-art facility. It's uh, brand new, and um, we're very fortunate to have that facility for us. And the community backing us is unbelievable. Uh, it's one of the best fan bases, I think, in college hockey. So. Uh, it's great, great support that we have uh, with the community and also with the, the students on campus as well. So, um, yeah, we're very fortunate to be a be a bulldog. And uh, like you said, it's uh, <laughs> obviously once a bulldog, always a bulldog. Absolutely. So, tell me a little bit about what it's like now. You got three of your guys playing in the World Juniors. Three guys that contribute to you guys. Two of them are defensemen. How much more pressure does that put on you, particularly? Uh, I wouldn't say a lot of pressure. I'd say just um, a lot of guys just need a. Um, step into spots where they haven't really been uh, been playing, and uh, you know it brings a lot of opportunity for guys. So I think uh, we can uh, take a lot of uh, you know it's a good opportunity for for guys, like I said. Okay. So uh, we need guys to step up, and if they do that, we'll have a good shot at winning the thing. So you're you're missing Coach Sandlin. I know how important he is to your team, but. As, as they usually say, a, a well-oiled machine just keeps rolling along, so I'm guessing that's the same thing that's happening with the Bulldogs. Yeah, absolutely. We have uh, both our coaches are great coaches. They can all be head coaches someday. So, yeah, uh, we got piece of the piece of the puzzle missing, but um, we can, like I said, we can fill those spots, and uh, we'll be good to go for this weekend. You told me off camera you hadn't been to Arizona before, but tell me what your uh, your thoughts were of first Arizona and second Valhalla River Arena. Uh, well, it was it's a lot warmer than right. uh, Duluth. Yeah, I think we left and it was about 10 degrees there, and we landed and it was about 55. So, you know, 55 here is cold, and I was like, right. oh, man, i got to take off my sweatshirt. So, yeah, it's awesome here. Um, great atmosphere at the rink, uh, great facilities, and uh, we're really fortunate to, to have you guys uh, uh, have us stay here with you guys. Let's go ahead and uh, wrap things up by you telling me what you have to do to beat the Minnesota State tomorrow night. Uh, I think we just need to play a hard hockey game. Um, just get the pucks out, get the pucks in. Um, just play simple hockey. Don't do too much. And uh, get pucks to the net, get pucks and bodies to the net. And I think that will be our uh, key to success tomorrow. Nick, I appreciate your time as always. Enjoy your stay down here in Arizona. And let's hope we're seeing a couple of maroon and golds in the championship game. No offense to the other two teams. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. I appreciate <laughs> for having me.
Behind the Mask Hockey Shop, celebrating 25 years of exceptional service to the Arizona hockey community. Offering the top brands and an educated staff of hockey players to help you choose the right gear for you. Visit any one of our three Valley locations or check us out online at BehindTheMask.com. All right, we're still here with Bulldogs. We got uh, Billy Exel with me from yes. Thunder Bay, Ontario. I got to ask, Desert Southwest, you ever been to Phoenix, Arizona before? Uh, never been. This is my first time here. A lot of you newbies coming down here. What did you think of Arizona when you landed, got off the plane? A little chilly for us, but pretty warm for you guys probably. Yeah, we were. Uh, I was just excited to get outside. I know we were sitting <laughs> waiting for our bags for a while, and uh, we got out and kind of looked out the, the airport windows, and it was dark. So actually I was talking to one of my teammates, and he looks and he goes, is that snow on the ground? Because it looked kind of wet. I go, no, that's, that's dirt and rock. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so a little excited to see that as well. Uh, right. Obviously, there's a big snowstorm in Minnesota right now, so right. to get away from that is, is great for us, too. I'm pretty excited about that. So give me your impressions on uh, coming into a tournament that's this well-touted with uh, quality teams, and you guys are the defending national champions and probably been wearing a target on your back all season long, but what's it been like? Um, yeah, obviously, like you said, we target on our back no matter who we play this year. We've played against a lot of good teams um, in our division and non-conference, and anytime you get to play teams outside your conference, um, you know, and you know they're going to be good games, it's exciting you know, to see how you match up, especially um, if you're thinking about the tournament at the end of the year, you might see these teams again. Right. Um, and like as you said, we had that target on our back, so uh, the preparation for every game, no matter who we're playing um, in our conference, out of our conference, is, well, uh, is really important for us. So... When they told you you were coming to Arizona to play a team, did you think Arizona State Hockey was going to be number 15 in the country at that time? Uh, well, last year when we found out, um, no, we, we had no idea. <laughs> and then coming into this season, obviously, um, you know, with them being a new program and coming up and developing uh, over the last couple of years, um, we're excited, you know, that they're going to be a top team that we can uh, possibly be playing as well. So you opened the uh, tournament with uh, Minnesota State. What do you anticipate with those? I know you guys know them well, but what do you anticipate yeah. them to bring to you? Uh, I think they're going to bring a hard, heavy game. Um, you know, they always play hard, compete hard. Um, so I think that's something we're, we're preparing for, and uh, we want to give that back as well. So you're going to lean hard on your goaltender this weekend and see if he can get, he can get a win for you? Yeah, I think so. Uh, you know, he's standing over there. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, Shep's always good for us. So, you know, if we play good in front of him, he'll, we know he'll be there for us as well. Billy, I appreciate your, uh, your time, and good luck this weekend. Thanks for coming down to the Desert Southwest and spending a few minutes with us. Yeah, thanks a lot for having me. In today's odor elimination, sanitizing, and deodorizing market, airspaces and fabrics are treated with very aggressive, highly toxic, and often very dangerous but cheap chemical-based solutions. These chemicals have harmful residues and pollutants that can impact your health and the well-being of those around you. This is the bad news. The good news is there's something better. That something is OxyPal. OxyPal is a fast-growing company based in Phoenix, Arizona, with franchises opening across North America. OxyPal has developed a way to eliminate, not mask or disguise, all organic-based odors in any airspace or on any fabric surface with ozone, also called trioxygen. Ozone is present in the atmosphere, and it is what protects our planet, our environment, and every living thing on Earth. Through years of research and development, OxyPal has perfected a way to harness and apply this powerful solution to purify airspaces and fabric surfaces safely and effectively, eliminating all organic bacteria, viruses, mold, 
fungi, and allergens on the molecular level. OxyPal has designed and perfected many next-generation and evolutionary alternative products and services safe for people, pets, and our planet. The solutions offered by OxyPal are stronger, safer, non-toxic, and a great value. Visit our website and online store today at www.oxypal.com. On our website, you can make a service appointment, buy products, or learn more about us and our great franchising opportunities. All right. With, uh, last but certainly not least, we got the goaltender in one of the best uh, goaltender fields I think I've seen in a college hockey, at least holiday tournament, Hunter Shepard with the uh, University of Minnesota Duluth Bulldogs. So, Hunter, first of all, welcome to the Desert Southwest. Yeah, thanks. It's good to be here. So, tell me a little bit about what you expect uh, this weekend. It's a, it's a big tournament. All four goaltenders that are, that are going to be starting for each team are uh, premier, tops in, the, in, the, uh, in all of NCAA hockey, I guess. But how big is, is, is the goaltender in this tournament? Uh, man. It's going to be important in every game, I think. Uh, if you don't get a I mean, good game from your goaltender, it's going to be tough to be in games with uh, the teams you're playing against, I think. And uh, I mean, it's fun. I mean, we don't get to play some of these teams all the time. And I know they have uh, like uh, good goaltenders as well. And it's fun to uh, match up against them and um, kind of go head-to-head -head with our own little battle. So, Let's talk about your goaltending style. What do you like to do? What, what makes you you on the ice? Uh, just you know, I'm just gonna compete. Just at the end of the day, just stop the puck. You know, right. technically, it's probably obviously some things uh, I've been working on with our goalie coach Brent Nicklin. But uh, I mean, you just got to give your team a chance to win. You give up two or less, you'll be in every game, and that's what we try to do as a unit back there. So tell me a little bit about the uh, the hunters that play goaltenders at Minnesota Duluth. You got uh, Hunter Miska first, Hunter Shepard second. Uh, any plan on that, or how'd that happen? Yeah, I don't know. It's just kind of <laughs> weird. I, I committed kind of late coming in uh, to UMD, and we ended up actually being roommates, sharing a room together our freshman year. Right. So, uh, yeah, we're pretty good buddies. I mean, he's busy, and we're both busy, so we don't talk a ton now. But, uh, yeah, I mean, we keep in touch, and I know when he got called up, I text him and stuff. <laughs> so, it's uh, I mean, it's a good relationship. He's a really good teammate, and uh, it was a fun, and I learned a lot. I mean, playing with him probably more than any goal I played with. So, it was, it was good for me, I think. Uh, having that experience with the guy that's up you know at this level right now where I want to be eventually so it was good so you played in a national championship you win a national championship you're supposed to be rebuilding all of a sudden now you're in the second year you got that target on your back has that added any extra pressure to your game uh no I mean I got the same guys in there and they make me feel comfortable and then uh they play good defense for me every night and uh you know, I know if I have a bad game that they're not going to point the finger, and and if they have a bad game, I'm not going to point the finger. So uh, having teammates like that gives you a lot of confidence uh, going on every night. You can just play your game; you don't have to, you know, have that hanging over your head where you got to think you got to get a shutout every night to have their approval. So you lost a couple of guys to the World Junior, um, so they're not with you this holiday tournament. A couple of them are defensemen. I'm sure you lean on them pretty hard as well because they're pretty good. Yeah, uh, I think the talent we have on that back end, we have a good mix of uh, skill skill guys. And uh, also we got Wolfie and Louie back there and Lulz. And, uh, I mean, it's kind of just been defense by committee the last year and a half. Uh, whoever's been out there has done their job. And, I mean, obviously you got Scotty, and he runs the power play for us and stuff. Uh, you know, 
there's just a lot of depth back there. I yeah, mean, absolutely. you can be pretty confident in whoever we throw out there on a nightly basis is going to get the job done. Uh, I mean, it took us a while last year, probably uh, until the end of the first half, but um, we have good chemistry back there, I think. So what's it going to take for you guys from this point forward to uh, get a back-to-back -back national championship? Uh, I just think, I mean, that's our goal, obviously, but if you think about that too much, I think it's going to get in the way because I think last year uh, when we got into the tournament, we were so young, and I mean, we had guys back from the year before, but uh, kind of just not not having i think we kind of didn't realize right. that we were like everybody else that we were underdogs but i don't think we did I so know. i mean uh we're not gonna overthink it too much and when we just go out and play and um we compete that's when we play well so just keep it simple i think final question for you how much do you know about joey decord and his ability to not only stop the puck but play the puck uh i mean i've heard of him obviously we've never played him but uh I mean, he's obviously a really good goaltender. So, uh, I mean, hopefully, I mean, whoever we play, we play. But, I mean, I'd love to play against him. So, uh, yeah. Andre, I appreciate your time. Thanks for coming down to the Desert Southwest, spend a little time with us, and certainly good luck this weekend. Yeah, thank you. All right, folks, welcome back to the uh, wrap-up of the longest day in hockey, I'm calling it, here at Gila River Arena. We've been through so many different people that I'm not sure I remember names or faces anymore, Paul, but we had a chance to sit down with all four of the coaches, all of the captains, and all of the goaltenders in this great desert hockey classic. Well, and it's one thing you can tell, the excitement in their voices. They're really looking forward to playing. Uh, not just the fact that they've all been on breaks and can't wait to get back onto the ice, but you can tell as the competition level increases as a competitor, you can't wait to get out there. And you can hear it in just about everybody's voice that they're very excited to be out here for this tournament, especially with the level of competition. You know, and two things that I noticed right off the get-go. First of all, what a great group of kids. Every one of them, to a man, was, was just a joy to interview and visit with. In addition to that, um, all of them were... We're excited, generally excited to be here in the desert. Yeah. I mean, it's it's cold for us, but uh, they all loved it, right? I mean, cold they, for you. Yeah, cold for me, not for you. <laughs> but the uh, the folks here absolutely loved uh, being here. All the players, all the coaches. The hospitality has been excellent for them. Uh, we want to thank everybody at, uh, at Sun Devil Hockey and at ASU for putting on the event. Uh, it went away for a couple of years. Well, once up in Prescott. And then uh, last year when they were down at the uh, Ice Vegas Invitational and out in Pittsburgh, so they just didn't play it. But now uh, that it's back, we're excited to see all four of these teams. And tomorrow it starts for real. Right. And you're not, like I said, you're not going to get a better uh, group of teams, uh, uh, probably a very diverse team. Uh, we saw Clarkson out on the ice, and they look like a really big team. So I can yeah. see them uh, really trying to make sure no matter who they play, that they're putting two or three guys in front of the net and, 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 and getting those, as we like to call them, garbage goals or dirty goals okay. and, 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 and winning games that way. And that's the way they should play, especially if the size is their advantage. 
Absolutely. So that'll wrap up another edition, the second of our six podcast slash webcasts. Uh, I want to thank our sponsors, first of all, and foremost, our uh, presenting sponsor, which is the College Bar and Grill. Of course, ASU owned and operated and located at 502 South College Avenue in downtown Tempe. Also have uh, a shout out to our friends down at Behind the Mask and, and Randy X will be in his crew down there for all your help uh, with their three locations in Scottsdale, Gilbert, Peoria. Randy, of course, an old goaltender caters to the goaltender, but everything that you ever need for hockey is available right there at Behind the Mask. Also want to thank our friends at OxyPow, Super Embroidery and Screen Printing, Peoria Ford, the Kozak Cut Goalie Stick, Lift, the Devil's Hockey Shop, and Oceanside Ice Arena. Couldn't do it without you guys. Look forward to seeing you for podcast number three, four, five, and six. So check out IcetimeHockeySW.com and, and get all your information right there. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram. Follow, <laughs> follow us on, on YouTube. And you can get all your hockey action right here in the desert southwest. So for my co-host, Paul Hornstein, I'm Scott Strandy, sitting in with the out Tom Callahan, our, uh, our guy from uh, vacationing in Buffalo. Who vacations in Buffalo? I, Come on, Tom. In, in December and January? <laughs> I don't know. All right. We'll look forward to having, uh, having Tom back. And in the meantime, uh, have, a, have a good, safe evening, and join us again tomorrow. <laughs>